This is Renovar Ministries, revealing Christ and renewing one heart at a time. Welcome back to our podcast series, Kings and Queens. So far, the reign of the kings of Israel has been troublesome, but God has started to redeem Israel through the leadership of King David. Although he was not perfect, David displayed some valuable leadership qualities, which have strengthened Israel against its enemies. But sadly, the time has come. King David is old and stricken in years. He has had a long life and is going to pass away soon. It is time for the new king to start taking charge of the kingdom of Israel. And if Absalom's attack on David years earlier was not enough, Adoniah's devious plot just adds to the scandalous assault on the king in a time when he is most vulnerable. But thankfully, by God's grace, Nathan the prophet prompts Bathsheba to remind David of his commitment to anoint Solomon as the chosen son to take over as king. And at this reminder, David swiftly commissions Nathan, Zadok the priest, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada to anoint Solomon and declare him king over Israel. But before we explore the reign of Solomon, it is important to note that God promised Abraham in Genesis 15 verse 18 that his descendants would possess the land from the river of Egypt, which is the Red Sea, through to the great river Euphrates. The reign of King Solomon will bring this promise into reality. While David has set the foundation of the kingdom, his son Solomon will build mightily upon it through the gifting of God. Let us explore how Solomon's reign as king brings about this promise. Now before David passes on, he instructs Solomon in 1 Kings 2 verses 2 to 4 the following. I am going the way of all the earth, as dust to dust. Be strong and prove yourself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord your God. That is, fulfill your obligation to walk in his ways, keep his statutes, his commandments, his precepts, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, so that you may succeed in everything that you do, and wherever you turn, so that the Lord may fulfill his promise concerning me, saying, If your sons are careful regarding their way of life, to walk before me in truth, with all their heart and mind, and with all their soul, you shall not fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. Straight after this instruction, David starts to advise Solomon concerning the affairs of the kingdom. In verses 5 to 9, David instructs Solomon to deal wisely with Joab and Shimei. Solomon must ensure that Joab does not rest or die in peace because of what he did to David and for the murders of Abner and Amasa during the time of peace. And in the same wisdom, Solomon is to deal with Shimei, who cursed David with a sinister curse when he went to Mahanaim. But the affairs of the kingdom are not all bad. David also advises Solomon to be gracious and kind to the sons of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and to let them be among those who have honor to eat at his table. This is because they showed King David kindness when he fled from Absalom. Straight after David's counsel to Solomon, he dies, and Solomon takes up the throne, and the word of God says his kingdom was established greatly. Now in verse 13, before Solomon can attend to these instructions, Adoniah comes to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and asks that she petition of Solomon to give Adoniah the Shunammite woman named Abishach to marry. 
When Bathsheba petitions this to Solomon, it displeases him greatly. The reason why this upsets him is because Abishach, who ministered unto David in his old age, is considered a part of his royal house. Adonai's attempt to marry her is an attempt to lay claim to the throne. This would be the second attempt from Adonai to take over the kingdom, a more subtle attempt this time, which in the end costs him his life, and Solomon charges Benaiah to execute Adonai. Then, in obedience to his father, Solomon decides to execute Joab and sends Benaiah to execute him, and afterward places Benaiah in charge of the army that Joab once commanded. In addition, he instructs Shimei to make a house in Jerusalem and to remain there, with the knowledge that if he leaves, he will surely be put to death. In the end, around two years later, Shimei leaves Jerusalem to find his servants that went missing, and then is later put to death by the instruction of King Solomon, once again at the hands of Benaiah. Ultimately, David was wisely counseling his son in the affairs of the kingdom to ensure that he would get the best start he can in ruling the kingdom. On the one hand, Solomon eliminates his adversaries, and on the other hand, he draws closer his allies and friends of the crown. And soon after this, Solomon has a dream, and in the dream God says to him, Ask me what I shall give you. In response to God, Solomon asks for wisdom to govern God's people and the ability to discern between good and evil. Solomon understood that in order to be a good leader, he needed wisdom to govern God's people. God was blessed by Solomon's response and gave him wisdom like no other person in history and all the wealth and prosperity he would need to rule Israel. God even blessed Solomon with the opportunity to have his life lengthened if he would continue to observe and obey God's commandments. Soon after this encounter, Solomon is faced with a civil dispute concerning a baby. He judges so well that the people of the land start to fear him, like a reverential fear, because they recognize that God's wisdom and judgment was within Solomon. Finally, in an effort to finalize the reformation of his administration, Solomon appoints his officers over the kingdom. He appoints princes, or otherwise known as chief officials, over the land. He appointed a high priest, the scribes, the recorder of important events, the commander of the army, the man in charge of the officers, the principal officer who was the king's friend, the man in charge of the house, and a man in charge of the tribute. And Solomon places 12 officers over Israel to provide victuals, which is food, for the king and his household. Each officer had to provide for at least one month of the year, and this denotes the start of King Solomon's reign as king. So to summarize, under King Solomon's reign, which was a period of about 40 years, there was peace and prosperity. Rulers and leaders were drawn to his wisdom. He had wisdom to judge and govern his people as a king, and he had great favor because of God's wisdom. Solomon carried out his father's requests and disciplined several adversaries and conspirators. In a sense, Solomon cleaned up his house. By reconstructing his administration, honoring God, and operating in the wisdom of God, Solomon was able to gain peace and prosperity all around him. As leaders, we can learn a lot from the way King Solomon started his reign. 
For example, learning to deal with your adversaries early on in your leadership role. Secondly, learn to draw closer those who are your allies, those who are in favor of your leadership or the company or the school or the workplace that you work in. Thirdly, ask God for wisdom. Ask him for the abilities to operate effectively in the place that he has called you. Let me pray for you. Father, give the leaders out there the strength and the wisdom and the ability to perform successfully in the jobs that you've given them, in the tasks that you've aligned for them, and in the callings that you have placed before them. Father, give them the inspiration, the strength to cope with the demands around them. And whenever there is a change or a growth or a development in their leadership role, may they be ready and may they be humble enough to ask you for the wisdom and counsel in order to move forward. May you place on their path somebody of higher wisdom, somebody who has walked the path, in order to counsel them beforehand, like David did for his son. And prepare them, Father God, for the great things that you have planned for their lives. To be a leader is an honor, an honor that we get from you, Lord. And it's not a role that we should downsize, it's not a role that we should neglect. So I really pray, Father, that as every leader takes up their role, that they'll do it wholeheartedly, and that they'll never back down, giving you all the honor and the glory for every step, for every success, and for every victory. Father, we love you, we honor you, be Lord of our lives, and help us to lead effectively out there in this world today. In Jesus' name, amen. Please feel free to connect with us through our website, www.renovalministries.org, for free resources, or if you need any prayer. May God bless you and your family. Shalom. Thank you.